Fuck you, Josh Naylor. The New York Yankees are moving on to the American League Championship Series. And guess what we are here for? it. We are here to talk about it. Quinbill Podcast brought to you by NYY News. Did you say Quinbill? I thought you said Quinbill. I said Quinbill. I said you said Quinbill. I didn't say Quinn. What the hell is Quinbill? I don't know. That's something you have to ask yourself. I said Twinbill. I don't think you said. In the comment section, please verify if I said Twinbill or Quinbill. But anyway, Twinbill podcast brought to you by NYY News TV. You might have said it again, but. No, I didn't. You clearly don't have ears. Like, comment, subscribe, become a member. Very important. And uh, shouts to the new subscribers Pete's been getting over the course of the game seasons. I got to hop on a game season at some point. Um, but it's going to be an interesting series versus the Astros. Obviously, the Cleveland Guardians were no pushover, but the series is now over, and the Yankees are moving on. Luca, your initial thoughts. Listen, I said at the beginning, you know, because of Cleveland's pitching, in my eyes, I thought this was going to be a tough-fought series. This this is a young team who played with a lot of grit, and that showed they gave the Yankees a hard-fought, you know, for her hard-fought series because – we were down 2-1 at one point. Uh, obviously, we came back because of the talent we have and the guys who stepped up. But it was it was not going to be a pushover. And I told people not to think that way. Now, some people did, whatever. But listen, we're in the ALCS. We'll see what we can do against the Astros. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I know this is a dead horse. It is a dead horse by days. But what did you think of what the MLB do? What the MLB did a few days ago? I've never seen a. I've said this on multiple occasions. I've never seen a sport that is trying to self destruct as quick as MLB can. I'm serious. I mean, you go back to the lockout when we were talking about the freaking lockout negotiations. That was so bad. That was like that was a rough time. You obviously have you know. Listen, it's like either you cancel earlier or you play earlier, or you play at 11 p.m., in my eyes. Because to me, 11 p.m. and, you know, playing in the afternoon as the Yankees did didn't really necessarily make a difference in my eyes because you're getting that same amount of rest, which is very little against, you know, Houston, whoever wins that matchup, obviously, which the Yankees came out victorious. But I got a feel for the fans that spent their money, whether it was guys – well. Mostly Cleveland fans, Cleveland fans flying Cleveland from New York. Flans, whether but I said Quinnbill, and no one's gonna flack you for saying Cleveland fans. Cleveland fans flying from Cleveland to New York or New Jersey would depend whatever you want to do, and people taking transit, taking days off work. Like it, I think people came in as the game went on, like especially early on in the first inning because. It's it's like either was it, it was it a packed house like when right before game time or was it just not many people showing because some people honestly couldn't take off of work and you know that's what MLB does the Yankees owners sure got their you know they got their money because people bought you know food and drink but you couldn't have at least to me my eyes couldn't you at least offer them like a voucher or something during the rain delay. Because it would seem like, especially with the forecast, it would seem like a waste. But again, MLB killing itself is its own self-destruction. And they were allowed no refunds either. No, uh, of course. And the decision, by the way, 
confirmed by Joel Sherman and Michael Kay, was made by Major League Baseball. That's not Yankees Guardians. Unbelievable. And not to mention, you talk about the uh, the self-destruction MLB, also the streaming. Of course. Well, that's another subject. I don't think they've... I also don't... Let me just say this. I also don't like how they... You know, didn't have that. They had that off day. Some reason had that off day between games one and two, which was peculiar. And now that could that would have been a perfect day to, you know, have game one, have game two. A rain would be rain day would be the travel day. Game three, game four, game five. So, and now the Yankees barely have a break in the Astros series, which is absurd because of how MLB plans things. It's just not a fair advantage because I read some. I read the uh, flight information. The Yankees are projected to get to Houston into Houston at two a.m. That's horrible. It's not an advantage towards, you know, it's not a fair advantage. How about that? It's just no. not a fair advantage. The Astros have been sitting for days and deservedly they've been be. They've been, they've been sleeping, you know, doing their thing, deservedly because they swept the Mariners. I thought that was a close series in terms of game score. But overall, you know, this this is going to lead the Astros' way. Not going to say, oh, MLB did this, you know, to favor the Astros. No, 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 no. It was because poor planning on MLB's part. Not because they were favoring the Astros, but it was just poor planning with the weather forecast and stuff like that and all the planning of the, you know, dates. They did that poorly. I agree. And somebody was like, month, somebody's like, oh, they did this month, months ago. Why are people complaining now? But why would you have an off day between games one and two in case of a rain delay? Are you part of the are you subscribing to the majority that the Yankees should build a retractable roof? I don't see why not, in my opinion, because this isn't football where or this isn't football where you could, you know, obviously have you know, Lambeau Field has the cold advantage. Um, you obviously have New England as well, cold advantage in the winter time. Like certain stadiums, like the NFL, have their you know weather advantages. Obviously, Miami very hot down there. You know when, especially early on in the NFL regular season. But in which rain can affect games and like delay games and postpone games, you got to have a dome in my eyes. You got to have a covering. Yeah. I would definitely agree there. And uh, now we can break into the Yankees are moving on. Let's start out with observations. Um, first one that a lot of people harp on is Aaron Judge. Now, he was supposedly getting booed at the stadium when he was struggling. Um, if you could pull up. That's maybe- atrocious. I agree. I agree. And and maybe you could pull up some of the uh, stats that he had during the series. He obviously struggled. He hit a home run in game five. He hit another home run. Which game was it? Game two. It wasn't two. It was game three. Game three. Game three. So he he tied the game in game three. And then also, you know, he had – it wasn't go ahead, but it was just more like pouring on in the lead. I have the stats when you're ready. So, two homers, three RBIs, 11 strikeouts, and 20 ABs, and a 200 batting average. He would listen, me and Don were talking, and we were like, he's been nothing short of atrocious this series. Then he proceeds to hit a home running off Sam Hedges, which was just lit us up. Obviously, two for two in game five, which was critical. 
And he also has tied a record for four home runs in clinching games, which is the most in MLB history. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just with some of the points you're bringing up, it was definitely. I think he needs. I definitely think he needs to ride that momentum into the next series because no, it's I, not going to get easier with Verlander, McCullers, all those different guys. Do you think that his playoff bug is just he's not very good in the playoffs, or is it because he's been dragging this team through the dirt all year, and now it's finally catching up to him? I don't think it's a playoffs thing in my eyes, if I have to be completely transparent. Like, if you look at the division series back in 2019 and 2018, he hit 375 and 333 respectively. So I don't think it's a playoff, playoff issue with him. Maybe he does struggle in the CS sometimes. Obviously, he's only been there twice with the Astros 2017-2019. Obviously, he needs to be better than that. But I think, you know, Judge... Listen, Judge struggled because he carried the team all year, and I thought his timing was off on his swings, and he just wasn't, you know, he had a lot of pressure on him. But I also think the Yankees kind of screwed him a little bit with putting him in the leadoff spot. Luckily, they put Glaber Torres there, and the Torres experiment actually worked out in game five because he put up some really good bats. Which game do they put Torres? Because I don't think they started off with Torres. In the it game. was game four. So game four, they game three, to game four. Yeah, I was about to say because like that doesn't sound right. Like that would be late adjustments. Let me take a look myself. So one, two, three, four. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to look at the schedule from a different standpoint. Uh, four. Okay. Well, I mean, they did have them. Game four is lead off. Let's see, game three. Game three, game three, he was the leadoff guy. Maybe it was game two, because I know everybody started talking about protection and how Judge. No, he he was leadoff for two games, so it's game three when he started. Okay, yeah. So and then everybody tried, you know, to to kind of put out there, well, he needs protection, which is the thing we've been working on. And I literally said it too before you get your point in, is. You know, with this pitching and with the Yankees offense, it can either be a positive or a negative for the Yankees in terms of advantages, whether Judge has protection or not. Now, he didn't have protection to start the first two games. Not like the offense was, you know, outstanding this series because it really wasn't. Um, But I said at the beginning of the series, it's either a positive or it's a negative. And it clearly was a negative where they had the pigeonhole Gleyber Torres in the leadoff spot. And you said he didn't do bad. Um, you know, we'll especially talk about in game five. What? Especially in game five. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about on an extended basis whether that should be continued. I mean, it's you know he's played well. So, um, Luca, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say both can be true. You know, Judge wasn't shouldn't be should have more protection around him. A, B, and he struggled. Did you could say both? You could say he was horrific. You could say, listen, if you want to be, just don't be that fair weather fan. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't be like this. Say this, take the one moment, say the t- this, take the next. You got to be fair. Yeah, definitely. So next talking point is Giancarlo found his stroke when needed. He obviously had the big home run in game five. That was the, what, the three run shot. Yes. But the Yankee, that was a immediate momentum shifter. Uh, not a total big hitter in this series, or at least, you know, a situational hitter. 
But I think he also had another home run in the series, if I'm not mistaken. Game two. Game two. So I was right there. Um, Stand to hit 125 in the series, but I think he comes alive against Houston. I have that confidence. I think he will right off the momentum. I do too. Now, if you had to pick the two, who does who does better? I think Stan's always been better than the playoffs in my eyes, so I'm gonna go him. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Stan. But you know, uh, I've had my frustrations, especially this season with him last yeah. year. Uh, you know, uh, he was basically carrying the team along with Judge, and then the playoffs the years before. But anyway. Um, no, I'll definitely go with Stanton in terms of finding a stroke. I think the momentum is going to shift positively into the next series. Luca, you want to bring up the next point? Next point. We've been harping on this the entire year. And when he was called on, we got the ace performances from Garrett Cole. Alex, your thoughts on Garrett Cole? I must say two things. First of all, I've been banging on the door for him to pitch like an ace uh, all year. I must say that. I've been banging on the door. I've been ripping him. I've been making frog jokes and Kermit jokes and all that other shit um, to only try to get the best out of him, even though that's a weird tactic. But in the end, you know, in the first two playoff games he's pitched this year, he's been dominant. Um, He obviously gave up that little home run to Stephen Kwan. Game in one, the first game, game you know, had a little trouble, and then game four, it was he gave up that home run to Naylor, and the they weren't really affected by. Him. I mean, obviously, he had the little stupid celebration. What I think, what I think was most important for Garrett Cole in this series, when he made a mistake, he just kind of what they call what they say is like just have when you have a bad moment, have goldfish memory. Just don't remember it. Move on. And I think that's exactly what Garrett Cole did unlike what we saw from the regular season where he would just continue to make mistakes and he would not overcome the adversity of making that mistake. So it's like he moved on. He did his thing, and that's what helped him. I thought the mental toughness really came in when he was supposed to, you know, do his thing. And he has been phenomenal this postseason. So congrats to him. Want to pull up his stats real quick? Yep, I already have him right here. So in game game one, obviously won that game. Six and a thirds innings, eight strikeouts, a walk, a homer. Um, what does this say? It says, I think hit by pitch, four runs, nothing short of excellent. I mean, he was his he had the stuff that night. Game four, obviously a pivotal game. Yankees winner goal, seven innings, two runs, six hits. One homer, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Nothing short of excellent. I like the game one performance better, but I think game four was a little more important, obviously, surrounding the situation that the Yankees could have went home that night. And I think he deserves, obviously, we'll get to our awards later, three awards, but I think he deserves MVP. Yeah. I mean, going back to my comments earlier, I had no bad confidence and that's not really necessarily a good term i i'm not gonna lie to you i kind of had a low confidence with cole because i thought he was gonna blow up in one of these series but i think it's gonna be houston who really determine what det- really determines the test yeah i mean i'm not gonna say once again that cleveland was a pushover because they weren't 
but they just had a lesser offense, and I'm not making excuses to justify my opinion on Garrett Cole from the past. Right. But Houston's more challenging, and they have a bigger playoff atmosphere where the Astros, you know, the, yeah, of course. the World Series uh, championships and pennants and this, that, and the other thing, whatever. Um, but Garrett Cole does deserve a lot of credit for this series, and I think he was the best player this series. Hundred uh, percent consistency. Um, you know, if you based his season off of this series alone, Garrett Cole has earned that thirty-five, thirty-six million dollars. And yeah. you know, we we have our little issues with, even though I don't think the Yankees gave up a run after. But I kind of have an issue. I had an issue, I should say, with um, with Boone taking out Cortez early, and that yeah. kind of impeded on the experience a little bit. But you know, Garrett Cole, shouts to him. He uh, had a really good. Start. And you know what? I appreciate that he wanted. I, th- I think he has that dog mentality in which he wanted to pitch in Game Five, which I thought was really cool. I also thought it was funny when what he responded to a reporter's comments. You know. Supporters' questions talking about Josh Naylor celebration. He's like, "Nope, oh, that's cute." I mean, why was Naylor celebrating in the first place and doing that stupid celebration? The guy they was like, losing. one. No, it's, it's not even that. The guy was like one for six career lifetime against Cole. Wow, you hit a home run. Cool. But he ended up losing. So who's laughing now? And people were like, you know, I would say moved by res- his response. Well, guess what? Th- that that shows two things. Because like. Well, he did the celebration, and then he says, oh, I was, you know. He was talking about how great of experience was at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I I respect the quote. I don't respect the player because of what he did. And you know what? We'll see what happens next year. But already the Yankees are up on the Guardians and Josh Naylor. There's no no doubt about that. Uh, If you want to take us into our next talking point. Yeah, um unheralded hero in my eyes i know i'm spoiling our awards harrison Bader providing an extra spark now i look at him as a guy personally that he's at like at that like he's if you would know what i mean he's like that leadoff guy that's at the end of the batting order like he's good like if it's like a eight nine and one you know do up like the eight batter will get out Bader will get the get himself on, and that will set the tone for the top of the order. That's who he is. He sets the tone for the top of the order as a bottom guy in the lineup. That's how I always see him. That's why I'm not really seeing him as a kind of leadoff guy. I understand the principle behind it because of the speed and his contact and his ability to get on base. But he's he was the very unlikely hero I didn't expect, especially with the power aspect. He's a contact bat. I'm going to have you read his stats in a second, but I do agree with that point. I'm like on and off 40, 60, 30, 70 between, you know, whether he should be a a leadoff hitter or not. I mean, Glaber's done fine to this point, at least in my opinion. Hold um, on a second. Timeout. His nickname is Tots. Why? I don't know. That's interesting. But. Going back to the Bader conversation, um, I think he was the balance, in my opinion, for the bottom of the lineup. Because you rotated between Trevino, and he, oh. he didn't do that great this series. Uh, Donaldson didn't do much of anything. IKF was IKF. Aaron Hicks wasn't really much of a factor. Maybe, you know, one walk, I think that was it. 
uh, if he even got that. So, you know, he, in my eyes, now that I see more of it on both sides of the argument, I think he's Andrew Benintendi for the bottom of the order. That's fair. That's a very fair point. Yeah, uh, first of all, his name is Tots because, you know, beta r- rhymes with tater. So his high school friends thought, you know, let's call him Tots. So Bader this series, he actually was in the division series with the um with the Cardinals back in 2019. I don't remember who they faced. Maybe it's blinding, maybe it's uh escaping me now. But anyways, 267 batting average, three homers, four RBIs, two walks, two strikeouts, um, 13 total bases, 15 ABs. 1.256 OPS, 867 slugging, nothing short of excellent. Pretty good. Um, if you want to move on to our next talking point. I thought the bullpen was pretty clean in terms of the outings, except obviously when the Yankees kind of screwed up in game two and that game I three. Think that I think he, was Boone. Like Clark Schmidt, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of playoff of experience if he has any at all. Right. Um, like, here's the thing. If you're going to work, and I said this after game two I think and game honestly, three. I know, I'll let you continue your point in a second, but I think we have to give Boone a grade at the end of this series because while the Yankees won, and not to discredit him, he did make a couple of bad decisions. Right, I understand. Cost them. And the thing was, you know, after game two and game three, I was like, okay, if you're going to use Tyon in a closer situation in the postseason, same with Clark Schmidt, if your bullpen is really, like, dire, why not try that out towards the end of the regular season? You clinched your playoff berth. You clinched the division. Didn't take that long. Well, it took long, but it didn't take long enough. Like, where there were not, there wasn't too many meaning, on meaningless games. So, you obviously have that. But you got to try these guys out in the regular season. I understand the postseason is a different thing, but you got you got to work these guys out. Because Tyone was obviously never really closer. He was a starting pitcher. Maybe you could work him in long, long relief. And Tyone obviously technically got the loss for game three and Schmidt got the loss for game, well, game two, excuse me. Schmidt got the loss for game three. Obviously, you know, a lot of people, and we'll talk about the whole bullpen situation, how we need to manage the bullpen better. So I thought Clay Holmes was good. I thought Wandy Peralta was a complete soldier for the Yankees. Oh, he's well, awesome. I four games I in a row. love Wandy. And he says he's available tomorrow too. Four games in a row. I just hope the Yankees don't blow his arm out. Johnny Lowe was good. If I'm missing anybody else, let me know. Because I thought the bullpen was really solid. They didn't really have any sh- much shakeups. No, I agree. I think it's just what position do you put him in? And uh, Boone kind of fucked up with that in game three especially. Uh, game five, it could have been if... The Guardians were the Astros, in my opinion, because if they see that, okay, we're struggling against Cortez, and then you move on to another yeah, you, guy, they could take advantage. The whole objective of you, like you making a bullpen move, we're talking about Cortez in game five and Nestor, you know, being replaced in the sixth inning. I thought he could have went at least two more innings in my eyes, maybe one or two more innings. He was around 61 pitches after the fifth inning. And, you know, the purpose of making a move is obviously to help your team, but also make the move or make the non-move that the opposing team doesn't want to happen. And they were struggling against Cortez. They were striking out. They were also hitting into outs. So it's not, it's kind of like Cortez kind of game managed it. Like he had his strikeouts, but he also 
got Cleveland to hit with bad contact. Like he was tying guys up. He was getting guys to pop out. There was no real contact on those bats. There were, some of them were just bloopers. And they've been hitting bloopers all series, if you want to be realistic. So you have that. The Clay Holmes thing was ridiculous. Obviously, you know, Severino and Clay Holmes kind of went after Aaron Boone. I think that's kind of resolved itself. But in my eyes, Boone has to use this as a learning experience, in my eyes, because better teams will take advantage. You cannot pull any of that shit. No, you can't. And you can't play any of this uh, I want to be smarter than everybody else game. You can't. No. I mean, I don't know whether that came down from the front office or this, that, and the other thing. But the Guardians, as I said, in some situations, you know, more than the bullpen, were lucky that they weren't um, a very good offense. They weren't. There were three yeah. guys in the lineup we looked at. Ramirez, Gonzalez, and Stephen Kwan. That was it. No one really did anything else. Josh Naylor hit one home run. Wow. But there's going to be other guys, you know, Jeremy Pena, Jose Altuve. Alex Bregman, Jordan. And what's the strategy? My question is when we go into the whole Astros preview, what's the strategy for Jordan Alvarez? Are you going to walk him or are you not? Right. Um, so now that we're on the subject, before we get to uh, maybe one last talking point in the awards, what would you give Boone in terms of a managerial grade this series? C minus. I think that's fair because I think he screwed a lot of things up, but I think a lot of things also went his way. I also let me I gotta give credit to Boone on this one. With the rain with the rain out, I think he outsmarted Terry Francona and I thought he made the right decision by starting Cortez instead of Tyone. Fortunately, Terry Francona made the wrong decision, and he, and he did not start Shane Bieber because that was a win-or-go-home game. Like, in my eyes, I would rather start my number two guy or my, my, my number one guy, as Shane Bieber was for them, over a number four or five guy at the end of the series. It just didn't make any sense, especially with the numbers the Yankees had against Chivaldi. It just made no sense. Right. I would rather have the three or four starter well, four starter in this case, take on game one of the championship series. Okay, like, yes, you don't want to lose that game. Maybe you game manage a little bit. But you, you if you're down all one you have your next best starter coming in. You have your one or two guy. No, I agree. And there was this whole narrative coming into the series. Oh, Bieber sucks against the Yankees. And the, the stats aren't very good. Yeah, Bieber didn't really suck. But what was it, game two he started? Game three? Game two. Pitched well, to at least my knowledge. Because Quantrill pitched game one. Yeah. So he did. He pitched better than some of his outings against the Yankees. So that's not really an excuse for Terry Francona to give when... Um, I mean, you could also say that was regular season. Like, regular season and postseason. I know Bieber... I know Bieber pitched against the Yankees in the postseason of 2020, but that was an outlier year. So I'm not counting that doesn't really seem real to me. Yeah. Um, obviously, Glaber started to find his stroke. We talked about Again, that. how many times we have to – every Yankee fan has to say it. When he hits the ball opposite field and he works the count, he is such a better hitter. And he was still in bases too. I think he stole base today against the Indi- at the Guardians. I mean – Oh, yes, I'm going to get canceled. But – 
He was two and did, man. He was two and did. Yes, he made that one error in the ninth inning. I don't think really mounted to much. Obviously, he's gonna make that play. But Torres was doing his job. If he drives the it's like it's like one factor of his skill set. Driving the ball opposite way, opposite way affects his entire game. If he's pulling the ball, he stinks. Yeah. And I think the Yankees just can't get in their own way in terms of... And also, I just want to say, you got to give credit to Gleyber Torres for adjusting his playing style, his hitting style, you know, to the leadoff spot. He's like, okay, I got to take pitches. I got to try to get on base so Judge can drive me, drive me in. Right. No, I agree. And going back to the, the pull-happy stuff in the opposite field, which he did very well this series and really has done over the course of his career... Um, I think that's a Yankee thing that they try to get these pull guys to get, you know. Yeah, it's all about pull. launch angle. It's all about like these uppercut swings, which make no sense. But that's a discussion of its own. Yeah. So one more point. Um, the rest of the lineup has to pick it up. I mean, we've talked about Bader. You know, he's been good. Aaron guys Judge like had Donaldson. to me. Aaron Donaldson. Well, first of all, let me let me let me ask you about this guy. What did you think of Anthony Rizzo's performance this series? I thought it was decent. Not, I think it was a little less than I expected, but I thought it was like decent. It held up. Okay. So Josh Donaldson definitely has to step it up, um, which he hasn't stepped up all season. So, I mean, you know, it was either. I, how about the bullshit? He, how about the bullshit he pulled in game one? That was some, I think we talked about last episode. We might have because I think we were, we were just after game one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's a whole conversation. IKF wasn't very good. The series. We'll talk about it when we talk about possible roster moves that you know they can make. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? So that's its own conversation. They haven't put Higgy in except for like defensive replacements, so let's not really talk about you know in terms of lineup. I guess Trevino Donaldson... was. I gotta say Trevino was okay in Game Five. Like he did some decent things. Yeah, but I, overall, you know, I think what the Yankees' problem is is in, in terms of consistency. It's just in spurts. Like this time in the order, you'll have Stanton hit a homer, and the rest of the guys will strike out a ground out. Judge will hit a homer. The rest of the guys will strike out ground out. You know, I mean, if you think the bottom of the order as well, I think we could. Here's what I think. Obviously, Stan did his thing. I think we the Yankees need a little more production from Ozzy Cabrera. I think they could definitely use him. I know it's his first series in his play first playoff appearance, but I think they could definitely, you know, use a little bumpage from him in his production. He was he was feeling good except for that one error in Game Five. Um, Donaldson needs to step it up, obviously. But that's – I talked about Donaldson being a key hitter. I think the Yankees should play Carpenter a little more, but that's more – I think they're saving him for a bench role. He had, I don't think he's started a game yet. Um, we could use more offensive production from the catcher's position, but overall my main concerns, obviously the main cogs in this series, as I felt, were Rizzo, Judd – not Judge, Stanton, and Bader. You guys need the guys to support or around him to be supportive. And Glaber Torres was solid too. You can't lie. All right. So let's move into the awards. I actually have only three categories for this one. Obviously, it's not a big series like a game, like seven, best of seven series. So I have MVP, most disappointing, and unlikely hero. So 
Who's your MVP, Alex? I think it's kind of uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It's not synonymous. It's un- it's anonymous. I don't th- I think you mean. Uh, I think you mean. What's the fucking word? I, I I know that you wanted to use a better word for it. Yeah, I. Um, you probably know the word. Everyone knows. The unanimous. Word. Unanimous, not anonymous. But imagine having an anonymous MVP, though. Um, <laughs> that'd be weird. Anyway, um, back to reality. But there's no anonymous MVPs. Uh, do, Alex, we ought to make a shirt like that. Now, now you just now we just gave ourselves a great idea. Anonymous MVP. Yes, the anonymous MVP. Anyway, uh, I think Garrett Cole deserves the MVP. Hundred percent. Different guys in different spurts for the starting lineup. I don't think Bader did too much to deserve MVP. The bullpen did its job, but I think Garrett Cole stepped up when it needed to happen in crucial times. Game one, obviously, where you you want to start off on the right foot. And then in a possible elimination game, you know, he did give up two runs. But, hey, listen, he got out of there. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't in his own head. He helped us move on. And I got to say that. Yeah. Um, I got to agree. Garrett Coles was the MVP. You could say Bader. I think I'm going to save him for another award. Maybe. Well, I don't think there's really any other guy that deserves it in my eyes. I agree. So we're going to move to most disappointing. I think this is going to be unanimous as well. Who would you say is the most disappointing? Aaron Judge. Okay. All right. Go into it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I thought the this is with this, this would be the series where he turns on the lights. I thought he did a little too late. Not a little too late in the series, but I think he did it later than he could have. Obviously, game five is probably his best game in terms of at-bats and stuff. But he's just got to be better. I think the pressure was too much for him in game one. Obviously, I think in my eyes, he carried the load for the Yankees over the course of the season. So he had to take like a backseat a little bit. But game two, I think the Yankees aren't. It was game two. It was game three. The Yankees aren't in that in that game without Aaron Judge because he hits the two-run bomb off Tristan McKenzie. And game five, he obviously hits the home run off Sam Hedges. I think that got him going. He obviously struck out the next at bat, but he got a single the next one. So he's just got to find a stroke, and I think the timing is going to come. I'm going to go with Judge as well. Um, you know, I kind of did have some hope for this series, and I know he's not necessarily, to some eyes, a playoff goon. Um, obviously, he did a ton of caring for the Yankees. He was the Yankees in the regular season. Um but, yeah, he was disappointing. I mean, he did come up technically in the clutch in that uh, game number three in Cleveland. And then, obviously, he hit a, a jack with Stanton as well in game five. But, overall, I mean, not a not a ton of consistency from him. I think you said he was betting in the 200 range. And even though, you know, the batting average, I think you said, was lower for... Joe it was Carlos lower, Stanton. was it? I think it was. I think, I think... Said 125 stand, 200 judge. Yeah. So, I mean, it just felt like judge's presence was less felt. That's true. That is true. I thought also, I, thought, I think Stan had also smarter bats. I thought, I think Stan walked more. 
Uh, next award before we go into the action. The Unlikely Hero. Minus Harrison Bader. Um, I think you could differ on this one, kind of. Yeah. I'm going to go Glaber. Glaber or Wandy, honestly, for me. Yeah, because Wandy pitched four games in a row, and he could pitch in the next yeah, one, too. I mean, Wandy's a war- warrior Wandy. Let's start with that. Yeah. Warrior Wandy. Or um, Wandy the warrior. You know, this man pitched arguably way too many innings in game three, which honestly isn't his fault. And I know he was being a warrior and all this other stuff, but that was just a miscommunication between players and management. Um, but he was the only guy, and I think in MLB history, to go all five games in terms of a pitcher. Has he really done that? I want to say that's a record. The Yankees posted something like that, so I'm going to look right. it up right now. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to look up. I'll you know what? I'll look up his game logs. That'll tell me. Yeah. So um so let's take a look. Wandy Peralta. Yeah, Wandy Peralta is the first pitcher to ever appear in all five games of a division series. So Jeez, he's as we said, true warrior. I'm just gonna look up his game logs. Yeah. Um, Warrior Wandy. Warrior Wandy. So that is why. I kind of saw him as the unsung hero, and he he's a team player. I mean, you know, we we yeah. have a ton of team players, but he stood out. He's a warrior. Was, he's, yeah. um, you know, he kicked in a little bit in that third game as the leadoff hitter, and we really don't have a ton of guys who can lead off. Listen, know? I'm going to include that McKees. I think DJ LeMahieu, if he comes back, I think has to be that guy. But, I saw him doing batting practice, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. He's going to play. He's not going to play. DJ's hoping he could play again. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he was clutch in 2019 against the Astros. But... Yeah, we all remember that home run off Verlander. We also remember the home run was off of Suna in game six, where I was jumping around screaming, and then we got our heart broken about 10 minutes later when – Altuve hit that home run, and that dickhead Chapman was smiling, and then we he took our souls from our bodies, and we were just left depressed for the rest of the night, and then we had to play taps. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd do a little rambling there. Well, you did do a little rambling, but it was fine rambling. Um, Glaber Torres, yeah, because he, he had to come in. Once again, the Yankees have real no no real protection at the top of the order for Judge. Um, you know, Torres, Rizzo, Judge really doesn't seem like a fit. Again, you're not putting IKF at the top. He doesn't deserve playing time. Cabrera, I need to see more consistency from. Yes, I agree. His first playoff series, so I'm not going to bash him like I would bash a Josh Donaldson character. Um, It's just if we had Benintendi, we would be levels above where we are. If we had LeMahieu at a full health, uh, we would be levels above where we are. And both those guys would be leadoff hitters. So, um, you know, Glaber Torres, my my hat's off to you. You know, we'll have a discussion in the offseason whether they should trade you for a piece. Um, but, yeah, de- definitely. So, um, I think we wrapped up the awards, right? Yes. So, I'll go into the probable before we go into the keys to the series and some of the changes maybe made to the ALCS roster. 
Um, game one, Verlander versus Tyone. I mean, the pitching matchup is just overmatched right there. It's a pretty anyone, stark comparison. Yeah. Anyone with a brain can tell you that Tyone is not a better pitcher than Justin Verlander. Verlander's game probably going to be the front runner for Sion if you want to be realistic. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, game two, this is just a prediction. Valdez versus Severino because Thursday is the game two. Um, they have a retractable roof, at least, uh, that I know of, so they won't be having yeah. rain issues. So he pitched, what, on Friday? Friday, right, Severino? He could, he... Wait, it's Friday. Saturday. Saturday? Oh, because the court says game two. Okay, so Severino, so that'd be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. That's like four or five days of rest. That would okay. So how many would it be for Cole then? It would be less than that. It, it would be Monday, so Tuesday, Col- Wednesday. So anyway, you're still pitching your pitchers on kind of short rest. You're not going to anybody else anyway. So it's gonna be Severino for game two, whether he likes it or not. Um I'm gonna guess that Fromber Valdez is gonna be the guy that goes for Houston. And then I was surprised and I don't know a ton of Astros baseball um, other than, you know, the basic shit. Lance McCullers is the third McCullers. starter. McCullers, whatever. Lance McCullers is the third starter, and it's not Jose or Kitty who pitched. I think he pitched. You one. know what? I got to say was this. Was it I Kitty think... that pitched the no-hitter against us, or was it Robert Valdez? Might have been. I'll, I'll look that up right. So you said it's or You think it's Urquidy? Yeah, because, I mean. I'm just puzzled the fact that he got moved to the bullpen. Once again, Astro fans will know more than I do. Yeah, he was he was the guy. Well, no, Arkiti was the pitcher after the the game after because he gave up the home run to Stanton. Right. Yes. So good correction there. Luis Garcia, I think, will pitch in game four in my eyes. Okay, that's another good point because I know he was used out of the bullpen in the series for. Uh... For the Astros against Mariners. So Ooh, I'm still tr- it so it was Val- it was Valdez versus the Yankees in that no hitter. Okay, so that kind of clarifies. I think I think this has been so hard to look up. I don't know why. Well, look it up then. June 25th, and on my news TV day. Astros no hitter. I got this. I don't know why I'm struggling with this. It was Will Harris, Davinsky, Biagini at the end, and the starter of that game was Christian Javier. That's a fucking name. Okay. Is he? I haven't heard his name either, so. Let me check out his stuff. Yeah, please do, but. Javier uh pitched looks like they looks like they pitched him three weeks ago. Like I'm seeing articles from like three, two weeks ago. It says they solidified his starting role for the postseason. So maybe he's one of those three, four starters. Okay, so it's gonna be a mix and match, but definitely two guys you we will need to keep an eye on are um obviously you know Verlander and uh McCullers are the top two guys and Valdez too. Then you got Rikiti. So they and, have more depth than us. Yeah, they have more starting depth. Um, I mean, Luca, if you want to go over maybe Verlander and Valdez's stats real quick before we break in some other stuff, but we know, based off guessing, of course, 
Severino game two, the game three, Garrett Cole. And that's actually back at the stadium. Um, the game four, Cortez. And then from there, they'll figure it out. Imagine if it's a 1 1 series heading to the Bronx with game Cole, with Garrett Cole on the mound. That would be, uh, that would be fun, honestly. Yeah. Do you want his postseason numbers or his regular season numbers, Verlander? I mean, if you want to give both, I mean, just to all right. It. So this season, coming back from Tommy John, eighteen and four, one point seven five ERA, one hundred and eighty five strikeouts in one hundred and seventy five innings, for uh forty three. Runs 116 hits, 186 opposing average. Okay. Now, he's like, is he's like Chris MLB, Paul. Is there an MLB comeback player of the year award? There probably, I'll look that up. There probably is somewhere. There is. He needs to win it. I think he should win. Uh, I think he should win Cy Young. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, there is a comeback player of the year. Okay. He should get that. Um, and then his postseason stats, and then you could go over the same for. He pitched in Game One of the Division Series, right? I would think. I would think so. All right, so let's look up his postseason game log against Seattle. Wow, this was Game One. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Six runs. Four hit. Six runs over four innings. Ten hits, and Astros came back to win that game. Remember, I was talking to you about it, and you were, like, shocked, and I was, too. You were, it was the game you were down. Alvarez saved the Astros with that three-run bomb. Right, and that was in Houston, right? Yes. Right, yes. Okay, okay. All Imagine right. if the Yankees have that had have that sort of outing against Verlander. That would be huge. Know, but if they do, I think that could possibly be, you know. That would be huge. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like to me, obviously, this offense has to get a fast start. We'll have to break that down in the preview, but it's going to get interesting. So, you, the next guy you want to be preview? Uh, Framber Valdez. All right. Well, I don't yes. really care too much about McCullers, but Valdez. McCullers. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I've never heard. I've been, I said McCullers once. So, Framber Valdez in the postseason. Uh, started game two, I think, if you said it correctly, five and two-thirds innings, six strikeouts, three walks, two runs, four hits. Solid performance. Yeah, I mean, he's a number two. He's kind of like a Severino type. And then regular season? In the regular season, we're going to move to career. Regular season, that's good. 2022, 282 ERA, first all-star nod, 17 and six over 31 games. Three complete games in a shutout, 194 strikeouts over 201 and thirds innings, 166 hits, 116 whip, 223 opposing average. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, are we ready to break into the preview? Yes. I think we should start with our roster stuff first. All right. That's cool. So what changes do you think should be made to the ALCS roster? Well, I think IKF needs to go. I think Peraza should have been there the first game. That sh- that was, and this is like a dead duck over and over and over and over and over again. But I think they put us themselves with a strain at shortstop because, 
I mean, Cabrera can play multiple positions, but if you can seal him off in left field, that would be, you know, obviously ideal because let's just say there's two situations, right? Uh, yeah. You don't bring up Peraza. Then you would have Cabrera at shortstop, Marwin in left, or like that's Castro what they did. Left. Just for, oh, that's right. Just remember, because well, we're obviously going to talk about this. Hicks is done for the postseason. He's done for the year. We didn't even go over that. That's a good point. Um, then you would have Bader in center, and then Judge in right. But when you bring up Peraza, it alleviates that sort of pressure. Um, you know, Peraza short. Cabrera in left, Bader in center, Judge in right. Obviously, we all know that Josh Donaldson's not going to be benched. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty given one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Hicks is done for uh, the rest of the year. I mean, we'll see if he's going to get traded. I, I don't yeah, really I'm, not, I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to be a betting man on that. Yeah, I'm not going to – I don't really have too much confidence in that. Um, however – I mean, listen, it was horrible the way he went out, but he really should have never been on the playoff roster. Yeah, if you want to be quite honest. If we want to be completely transparent. So, I mean, IKF needs to be off. I mean, I said it. I said it in the NMY news chat. I said, this guy is not – people saying, oh, he's he's going to be benched. He's going to be benched. I'm like, no, he's not. And they the- brought him as a defensive replacement in the fifth game. Not that he did totally bad. He made the final out, I think. Yeah. But when you go truth and fairness, he made a lot of bad more than good in the Cleveland series. Yeah. And it even pertails to game three. Remember that ball he dove for short? At short, he leaned forward and the ball went by him. Well, he was afraid of the ball. That's literally what you do when you're That's a little league mistake. Yeah. Um, So there's that. What did they say? Now, I'm not factoring Ben Attendee because Ben Attendee's long gone. Um, we obviously got Carpenter. What did they say about Montas? That's a good question. I've not heard a damn thing on him. Montas. Let's see. Um, okay, so per NJ.com, I'm just going to mute this tab real quick. It's already muted. Let's see. They have Ben Attendee, Marinaccio, and uh, what's his name, Montas. So, um, let's see. Left fielder, Benintendi, Marinaccio, Montas have been trying to work their way back. Only two seem like possibilities for the ALCS. If the Yankees beat the Guardians, which they already did, uh, Marinaccio would be in play. He's been dealing with a stress fracture, stress reaction in his left shin. Montas dealing with a shoulder injury, and they were both throwing live batting practice in Tampa. So he very well could be on his roster. See, do I want him starting, though? Yes, he could play Houston, and he does he's really not, good numbers. Well, first of all, I don't think you could even talk about that because he's not going to start. Right, he's gonna probably going to come start, out. I will scream. Like, I, I will say, look, you're using your bullpen for no reason. You might as well go for a bullpen day. Um, but, no, he's not going to start. I think he could be a, a ninth-inning guy, um, just a guy in relief, like, for an inning. Yeah. But I just don't think there's any value putting him on the roster. No, I don't think there is either, especially that he hasn't pitched in a couple of weeks. Obviously, arm injuries continue to be the thing with him. He's got to be, in my eyes, if he's going to be on the roster, he's got to be one of those long relievers. Like, I know they're trying to put Tyone at the back of the bullpen. Obviously, they're going to have him start in game one, but we'll see. Like I, so, a, I would take a Greg Weissert over him because Weissert has more value. 
Um, so we've discussed Peraza over IKF. I think that's a given, or what should be a given. DJ LeMahieu for Aaron Hicks. Well, I mean, you need a Hicks replacement. That's there's no doubt. Um, they do have LaCastro on the roster, so it really wouldn't matter. Right, but I don't know where I'm at with LeMahieu because, I mean. They would have, it was a foot is it fracture, a fracture, right? Is it not a fracture? Is it this? Is I it remember that? the Yankees were saying as early as game one, you know, it compromised him. He was too compromised. Is he healthy? Again, he's only sad. He hasn't had a surgery or anything like that. I don't know what he's done in rehab-wise. I only know he's took a batting practice, but what is his status? Is he really going to be a factor in this series? And how much of a factor is he going to be when it comes to more than other players in the lineup, like will they have to put him at DH? That's one of my absolutely. Um, how is he going to be in the field? Are you going to compromise Glaber Torres's playing time? Because Glaber's been fine as the leadoff hitter. Now, obviously, that would change with Mayhew and all that. But second base, I mean, we're not putting Glaber at shortstop. If that was to happen, I'd throw my chair. So. I wouldn't be mad if the Yankees decided not to bring him back for this series or at all because it compromises everything. You already yeah. kind of have a plan in place, and you're compromising his health even more and more. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Next one, obviously, just discussed him. Marinaccio for Castro. I think Marinaccio is a must-bring back. You can't experiment with Castro. I don't really know why Castro was on the roster to begin. Um, I, even, I said Weiser would have been a, a good option. But um, now nah, Marinaccio, I think he's built for the playoffs, in my opinion. I think he could be a guy that we remember for years to come. Okay, this guy's really good in the playoffs. I think Marinaccio, I think he's that type of guy. Yeah, so we obviously went over the ALCS changes, what we think should happen in the roster. Um, better matchup, Alex, in your eyes, in all honesty, the Astros bats versus the Yankee pitching or the Yankees bats versus the Astros pitching. The better matchup that favors the Yankees. No, the better matchup overall, like in all honesty. See, I don't know how to answer that. You could, well, you could just say like, what's the more favorable matchup in total? Like you look at the grand scheme of, well, no, that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, do the Astros' bats have a better chance to succeed against Yankee pitching, or do the Yankees' bats have more chance to succeed against the Astros' pitching? That's what I'm asking. See, oh my God, that that puts me in a tough conversation because the Astros' pitching wasn't necessarily great against the Mariners like we had expected. But the Yankees didn't face upper echelon batters like they're, you know, are in Houston with, um, I don't know how Mancini's doing. That's a good question. Um, I gotta look up his numbers. I don't think he's been doing that well, but then again, I could be wrong. Jeremy Payne, you got four guys over there that you can count on one hand that are very good and they're better than some of the guys over in Cleveland. Bregman, Altuve, Pena, Jordan Alvarez. There's lots of other guys there. So, I'm going to go ahead. Trey Mancini has not had a hit in the uh, postseason in two games. That's tough. 
that's tough. See, I was thinking about okay, if Rizzo opts out, but if you can't hit in the playoffs, I mean. So here's their ask. Here's the most recent. What's that? It's his first playoffs, right? Mancini, probably yes. So here's their most recent lineup for the Astros. Um, obviously there hasn't one been one update yet. I'm gonna go to the to uh, the extra inning lineup. Mm-hmm. It was Altuve, Pena, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Guriel, Mancini, McCormick, Maldonado. I don't think you have to worry Tucker's about underrated. So those three guys at the bottom, I don't think you really have to worry about. Guriel and Tucker are kind of underrated in my eyes. I mean, I don't know the stats in and out for a Guriel. I'm gonna pull them up right now. But Tucker's underrated. I think he had a home run in that series. So your original question was would the Astros reiterate the question about that? Because I think I have an answer. Would do would, do the Astros have a better chance of succeeding against the Yankees pitching? Or do the Yankee bats have a better chance of succeeding against Astros Astros pitching. I'm going to go with the second one. Really? Yeah. You think the Yankee bats have a better chance of succeeding against the Astros pitching in comparison to reiterate again, Astros bats versus Yankees pitching. Oh, 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 Oh no, no, no. First one. First one. Yeah. That's I was about to say. I'm doing the first one too. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But uh, you got the stats? Um, For? You said you were pulling something up. Uh, oh, it was Guriel. He hit 400 in the series. He played three games, a homer, an RBI, six Tucker for 15. Well. Him up. Yeah, let's pull up Kyle Tucker as well. I know he had a home run in that series. I think it was game one or game two. Tucker... Let's pull up his postseason splits. In the postseason, Tucker, the fucker, 267. Four for 15, which is not, like, great when you think of it, but 267 does the job. All right. You want to move on to another talking point? All right. So we talked about that. We talked about the pitching match stuff. What has been precedent, what has been pressed so far in this podcast episode the Yankees need bats behind Judge Stanton Bader. And Judge needs to step up, obviously. But Glibertor has been fine. Rizzo's been fine in my eyes. But guys like Cabrera, shortstop position, obviously. We hope it's Barraza. Um, Donaldson needs to step Trevino up. A little more. Trevino, I think we could use a little more. Um, Stan, hopefully, is more consistent. Same with Judge. Obviously, hopefully, the energy from Game 5 continues into the next series. So, listen, that's what we said. We've said it all along. We need support around Judge, Stanton, Bader. We need protection around them. And we need to construct the lineup properly. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think they have really had – not that they haven't had problems, but I think they've constructed the lineup well with the pieces they had. That's something i got to give them a compliment on. Don't change it. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if they start struggling, you have to, you know, readjust with different pieces. And especially if you bring on DJ LeMayhew, um, if you especially bring on a guy like uh, Peraza, do you think Matt Carpenter should earn any starts this series? I think he could earn some in my eyes. Okay. But I also, and this is going to go with the Yankee Bats too, I think they ought to, you know, get a fast start on these guys, work the counts, get these guys out of there. 
Yeah, don't be too aggressive. Don't yeah, don't be too aggressive. You know, if you see a if you see a pitch that's right down the cock, obviously swing at it and try to kill it, and you know, hit it line drive. But again, what the Yankees did in Game Five, I thought was really good, especially in the first inning when they just constantly, consistently worked Chivali. I know Chivali's a pitcher of a lesser standard, and he's not that as good as Verlander or Valdez or McCullers or whoever. Work the count. Take pitches. That's how I see it. I agree. Especially you don't want you don't want to be have to me in my eyes, you don't want to have one of those pitching shootouts or pitching duels. Cause I don't think the Yankees are capable of winning them winning them in my eyes because of what we saw in the regular season. Like Garrett Cole, obviously the no hitter, he pitched on the losing side of it. It wasn't really his fault. He gave up one home run. And the Yankees did nothing offensively. Yeah. And going to the point also as well with the hitting, there's two things I want to bring up. Last few years, it's been hitting that the Yankees have stalled on. Todd Frazier was terrible. Frazier, Jesus. Edwin Encarnacion was terrible. The Yankees hit 182 in this series. That's not getting it done against the Astros. So step it up. As much as we're talking positive, they'll need to step it up against Astros pitching because I think the Astros, while there's no such thing as film breakdowns in baseball, they're going to tune up their game and they're going to say, hey, this is how we're going to get these guys out. Yeah. Um, My last point, Key, the starters need to go long. The starters yes. need to go long. We love our bullpen. We've, loved, we've been praising them the entire show. They need to go long especially in this series. Garrett Cole, you need him on prime. You can't have Garrett Cole throwing 60 pitches in the third inning. You can't. Because the Astros will just find a way to wreck the bullpen. I'm not scared of the bullpen uh, of the Yankees and how they're pitching. They pitch very well. But don't be hesitant. Don't be hesitant. Don't be hesitant to keep the starters in for long. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. No, and you can't have a boner to pull guys out. I mean, you can't have a boner to pull, pull Nestor Cortez if he's dealing. Right. And even if he's like not built to go long innings, just go with him till it stops working. If it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. Severino. I mean, you know, I guess they took him out at the right time in that one game, but piling Trevino and uh, Luizaga combined for like two innings and then Peralta for like three, not really necessarily ideal. So, Use feel, not the numbers. Yeah, because I, I, my theory of as to why they pulled Cortez is because obviously Boone had a boner for the bullpen, but it was the third time through the order thing in my eyes. Yeah, I mean it's definitely possible, and I think one of these games, if not two, within the first three, are going to go to extra innings, and you are going to need. Don't tax your bullpen. Do not tax your bullpen. No, not at all. Um. But, Luca, any final thoughts? Listen, Yankees getting that ALDS victory. I'm very happy, as some may see I'm serious right now, but I'm ready, man. Bring on the Astros. I obviously want to see a victory. Do I see the Yankees winning it? I'm going to give, actually, a prediction. I'm going to say that the Astros win in six, but I hope the Yankees prove me wrong. I'm ready for the series. We'll obviously, uh, Pete's obviously going to be streaming some games. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. The Yankees are... You know, going to the CS, they're facing the Astros once again. 
Let's go kick some Astro ass. Like, comment, subscribe, become a member, turn on post notifications. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Let's go, Yankees. We will see you next time. Peace.